Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode with Alfonso of the band Heartsick. Uh, If you're one of those people who checked out the conversation, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome! Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And, as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Now, I need to do a little hype. I This is a little overdue. So, you know, I am a part of the Epicast Network now. I have been for the past couple of months. And the past couple of episodes, I have not mentioned it at all. And that's of no fault of anyone's but my own. I've just been really fucking busy and distracted. And when I'm doing these episodes, it's just kind of like in between a dozen other things that I'm doing. And I've just simply fucking forgot. And that that's all. So, hey, Epicast homies, I'm sorry, but I'm dropping it now. We're, we're bringing it back. I'm going to Hey, I'm pushing hard for you guys. I'm, I'm part of the team. So if you don't know, the Epicast Network is a Pittsburgh PA-based uh, just hub of different podcasts from different podcasters in the Pittsburgh area. I feel like I just said the same thing three times in a row. But you get the idea. There's, you know, podcasts with comedians, uh, podcasts with other, you know, local personalities and radio people and people that are into traveling and fucking video games and drinking and beer and movies. And there's something for everyone on the Epicast network. So be sure to stop by Epicast.tv and, you know, fucking check out the shit. I'm on there. So, hey, you know, if you like me, you'll probably like one of the other shows as well. Maybe you'll like two or three. Fuck, maybe you'll like them all. You know, maybe you'll find something you like better than mine, and then you can, you know, stop listening to me if that's, you know, what you want to do. But I prefer you don't because uh, this week we have a really fucking good episode. Uh, Getting into that, my friend Clarissa is on the show this week. And for those of you who don't know Clarissa, she is uh, in a band. She plays in a band called Tartarus. They are a death metal band. And she is also an artist. She draws and paints. She is also a really good karaoke. Uh, This is a whole bunch of stuff we're going to kind of get into throughout the course of the conversation. Talking about, you know, her origins as a young metalhead. You know, how she got into the genre. And how it evolved throughout her years. uh, Getting into bands. Playing in bands. What that's like both as, you know, a woman in the metal scene, as well as just being a person. Because, you know, at the end of the day, uh, body parts aside, we're all human. We all function pretty much the same. So, uh, yeah, (laughs) whatever that's all about. Uh, How about we just get into the talk? Yeah, that sounds good. All right, so, oh, before I forget, this weekend, actually, you can see Clarissa's band play at Cativo with my my best buds in Bethlehem, along with Victims of Contagion. They're playing at Cativo this Friday the 13th. How sick is that? 
And how convenient is it that this episode just happened to land on the same week that she's playing a show? Do you think I planned that out? I didn't, but it's pretty convenient that it worked out this way. So, hey, things fall into place. And, uh, yeah, let's get on with the episode. Sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat! Okay, so I'm getting some noise. Okay. Uh, it's picking you up, too. I'm just going to turn the whole thing up since it's, cool. it's a little quiet. Yeah. That'll do it. Awesome. All right, so <laughs> we're here in this room. And uh, the reason why I'm trying to think. So I don't have a lot of females on mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. And when I do have females on the show, they're not people who are involved in like music or the scene mm-hmm. at least not in the way that you are being like someone who's in a metal band yeah. and stuff like that yeah so where i guess let's just start at the start mm-hmm. for like you as like little clarissa <laughs> um were you always into metal or was it something that like progressed over throughout the years well yes like i i've been into metal ever since i was nine it was And has always been a very, like, me thing. Meaning, like, you know, nobody got me into metal. I It was something that I discovered on my own. Um, You know, my my dad always listened to, like, Rolling Stones and, like, ACDC and shit like that, you know. Okay, so, like... Classic stuff. The start was kind of in there, I'm guessing, then. So, classic rock is fair. It was present, but, like, it was never forced on me, you know what I mean? Like, my dad would always, like, listen to it, and I was kind of like, meh. But, like, I I really got into, like, the Rolling Stones and shit and stuff like that. But whenever I was nine was, like, whenever it was, like... What was it? What did it? Slipknot, actually. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um... You know, because, like, whenever I was young, I, I, like, went through a lot of tough shit, you know, and I remember I was watching, like, a Resident Evil movie, and then, like, the credits were rolling, and then my plague started playing, and I was like, whoa, what is this? This is so cool, and, like, you went on the DVD features, and then you saw, like, the music video, Okay. and I'm watching this, and I... And, you know, typically a child would be, like, so appalled and frightened. I was like, no, this is, like, it, like, spoke to me. And, like, the aggression, the aggression is, like, what drew me to it. Because I'm a naturally aggressive person. And I love, (laughs) and that is why I love extreme music, you know. So that was, like, fucking so awesome. That makes a lot of sense. Do you have any siblings or anything? I have one older sibling, and, uh, you, you know, we are nothing alike. Okay. We are complete and total opposites, <laughs> like polar opposites. You know, I'm night and she is day. <laughs> so definitely the, the metal thing just came from... Within. <laughs> just came from the Resident Evil DVD. Mm-hmm. 
within and you know having this <laughs> this resident evil dvd now it, it was just like it was a natural thing and it just clicked and it was something that i got and i loved and I think that's like why I love it so much because it's it's mine. It's something that I discovered on my own. Yeah, and it's like it's just you know yeah, it's mine. It's so precious to me. That makes a lot of sense. That's cool. You know, I was thinking about this earlier, wondering like what is the band that like kicked off, and I'm I'm glad that there's not like this huge window. It's fun. It could have been a fun conversation if this yeah. went from like oh like you know my first favorite band was like. Dave Matthews band yeah. up to like behemoth or whatever yeah. and be like, let's talk about that transition. But <laughs> there isn't much of a transition to talk about. Yeah, I right. mean, a little bit. It's a little bit all extreme. Yeah. What about like other styles of music? Like, were you ever into other things or oh, yeah. open-minded typically? Oh, to- oh totally. Yeah. I mean, growing up, like I grew up in McKee's rocks and like, I always listened to like, fucking old school hip hop you okay. know R&B type shit you know what I mean like <laughs> like R. Kelly and like next <laughs> too close yeah it was it was around it was I in mean, the uh the community I yeah, guess yeah 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 so it was definitely like an environmental thing but like I still like I appreciate it and I still like whenever that shit comes on, I'll still dance. Oh, you know? I've been to karaoke with you. Oh so. yeah, you know. I've sang <laughs> yeah, I've sang a couple of good songs. But. I'm fully I'm fully aware. And not only have you you've sang some songs, you've sang some songs well. Oh you are well, thank you. you're you're a talented singer. Oh, thank you very so, much. So hey, segue, sick. <laughs> when did you get into singing? Like how did that come about? Oh my god, that's so funny because I was thinking about it the other day like like one of the first things anybody has like whenever people ask you oh what do you want to be when you grow up and whenever I was a kid like the first thing that I remember saying was I wanted to be a singer and it wa- I never knew I was gonna like you know sing in metal bands but like <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely like I definitely like singing like you know I've I don't know. It, it's just like a natural thing to me. And it, it's nothing that I really had to ever like. I mean, I've practiced a lot, but it wasn't like. No lessons or anything like that? No. No. Okay, just like singing along the shit that you like. Right. Loud. Yeah. yeah. And even, <laughs> yeah, like even with the extreme vocals, like fucking Cannibal Corpse sing-alongs all day every day like that's how i learn you know yeah, i remember i had seen uh i think i knew that you were in a metal band mm-hmm. but i hadn't seen your band but i knew that it was more death metal oriented mm-hmm. and that you did like a death metal vocal thing so it's like yeah. okay it's you know Mm-hmm. This girl's in a death metal band. Cool. And I remember we were at karaoke uh-huh. and you were going up to sing something. I just don't remember what it was, <laughs> but I was fully expecting you to do like the, the joke sort of just like yeah, American joke. Idol audition when you death metal the vocals. <laughs> right, right. But then you just like busted it out yeah. like, legitimately. And I was like, wow, yeah. this girl can sing too. Oh, and there's I mean, no sort of, uh, mm-hmm. no, no real like, background in that. Just No, not at all. Just like <laughs> I was listening to a lot and- of Dio. <laughs> Listening a lot of Dio and anything that requires like a lot of diaphragm and power in your vocals because that's what I'm into. I don't, I think like 
the other style vocals where they like it, it's not as like powerful is is more like they do a lot of training and I okay. like yeah you if you know what I mean like I guess there's something that's a little bit raw behind what you're doing where it doesn't have to be perfect yeah and if it gets a little like gritty it's like oh fuck it they're just into it versus yeah. like oh that note was bad it right, was just right, like right. yeah you know, they're yeah. feeling it yeah and it's like it's powerful and it doesn't sound pretty i don't want it to sound pretty you know like and and like you said i don't want it to sound perfect i mean it's i mean whenever it comes to my singing you know i don't I don't want to be perfect because I'm not perfect. No human's perfect. And that's what's cool about metal. It's just dirty and raw and disgusting. And it's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. You, you're a very open-minded person, mm-hmm. it would seem. you know, And I think that you probably need to be being somebody that's like a woman in metal, which yeah. for whatever reason is still like mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure like what's like being a woman in a metal band like like i don't know if like you experience a lot of like positives or oh. negative i'm sure i'd hope you experience a lot of positives yeah, yeah, yeah. but i'm thinking like more like negatives or weird things yeah i mean i don't get treated any differently if i were a guy i think you know i've always i've always been in like positions where i'm like the only chick you know sure. if you know what i mean like not just in in metal but like for instance, whenever I was in high school, I went to Votech for auto body and I was like the only chick, but I fit in well, you know, I'm just like, it's just my natural habitat in the way that I am and my personality and I gravitate towards more masculine things because of my like aggressive personality yeah. and tendencies. And, but, but, you know, it, it's just like who I am and I, I never... And to me, like, gender is, like, if you, I don't believe in limitations. And, like, when people, like, put this label on you and say, oh, you only have to act a certain way because you're a female and you only have to do this and that, fuck that. <laughs> sure. You know, it's just another limitation. So, in my mind, in my world, like, that doesn't exist. I mean, to other people, they may perceive me as like, oh, this little girl or this chick, blah, 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 this female. But like, it, to me, like, I just, I, I'm Clarissa. Yeah. I don't, you know, I'm just not, I'm not gender confused. <laughs> or anything. I'm just saying that like, I don't ever have that limitation in mind that I am a woman. I have to act this and this yeah do this and that and act a certain way you know what i mean definitely that and to me being in a metal band is just me being in a metal band you know i i mean i being in tartarus thus far like i haven't had any negative feedback and whenever i was in dreadeth which was my like previous band before tartarus i haven't really had any negative feedback either I think everybody's just like, oh, this is Clarissa. This is what she does, you know, and I respect that. Sure. You know, you're good at what you do Mm -hmm. and you know your shit. Uh, You know a lot about metal. Yeah. (laughs) Which is, uh, I think that's, it's impressive. Oh, well, thank you. Um, Because we've hung out on a couple occasions Mm -hmm. 
and we're talking about bands and then like you'll go off into some shit <laughs> and i'm like just nodding my head like, like yeah I, sure. yeah yeah i think i've seen that on a t-shirt once i'm not sure <laughs> yeah i think i've seen that like tree branch font <laughs> so um going back to slipknot uh-huh. and you're like ah oh, shit extreme yeah. music yeah fuck like yeah. where the fuck does it go from there because you're young and your mm-hmm. brain's still like a sponge and oh, yeah there's like that's the best time to learn about music because you really don't have anything else to do. Right. Absolutely. Besides go to school and you were you're a few years younger than me. Mm-hmm. So you have like the internet at your hand, mm-hmm. not necessarily in your pocket, but right. I'm sure there was a computer in your home mm-hmm. and you were able to go online and yeah. start finding new things. Is that oh, how yeah. you found out about a lot of music? Oh, absolutely. That was like my like holy grail was like my computer you know having access to youtube and shit open like a whole different world and well the thing was like you know i was in a slipknot and all that shit and being in school you always like are under this peer pressure thing and like oh people are like you know think i'm a freak and blah 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 and and so i did i had a brief moment of like insecurity with who I was and I strayed away from it for like until I was like 12 so that makes nine to 12 you know yeah and I had insecurities and like didn't know who I was which is perfectly like okay for somebody that age like you're not gonna fucking know who you are that young you know so but like by the time I was like 12 13 I like (laughs) I got back into it I was I listening to like corn yeah <laughs> like stuff yeah. like that you know no. like that it was another gateway for me and then i was like obsessed with incubus for a while mm-hmm. and i have like their whole discography still like somewhere Those in my are good room. albums yeah oh it like science oh, is my yeah. the best incubus album ever so fucking i really cool. like make yourself a lot too those two albums are both really? so good yeah. yeah make yourself was cool um <sighs> morning views where they start to look started to lose me a little bit yeah morning view was cool it was very like softer that was when like the girls in class like the abercrombie girls started Mm -hmm. to talk about brandon boyd and i started to feel uncomfortable yeah because he was like a hottie remember oh no cut off all his dreads and all of a sudden he was like a stud look and on tv (laughs) look you, <laughs> I I am guilty. I was obsessed with Brandon. He yeah. was fucking gorgeous. He, oh my God. He still is. Oh, still is. Yeah. I, I like just recently found his Instagram account. And oh, I'm just like, yeah, he's so beautiful. I was obsessed with him. Oh my God. And it was funny because like, I remember my uncle saying that he remembered seeing them. Mm-hmm. He remembered seeing them playing somewhere like a while ago i think it was like whenever science was out or fungus among us that like early area yeah the dreaded brandon boyd yeah. era which he still looked gorgeous i have a funny story about this too don't let me forget to tell you it. Okay. okay the dreaded bongo brandon <laughs> yeah, <Boyd era>. yeah. <laughs> but yeah and i was like i remember i was like oh i'm so jealous like i wish i could have seen that but uh yeah uh I was obsessed with Incubus for a while. Oh, Make Yourself. That's the one with Stellar on it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That album is killer. Yeah. I was thinking of. And Pardon Me's on that album. Yeah. Uh, All the good ones. Yeah. Um, fuck. There's. Make Yourself. What songs are on this album? I have it right here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, Privilege. Oh, The warmth yeah. is on this that, album. That, oh, the warmth. That song yeah. is fucking so good. There's a bunch of good songs on this album. That album is killer. That and Science. Yeah. I like Fungus Among Us too, just because it's too. fucking weird. I only <laughs> I have Science and Make Yourself. Those are the only two that I have. Yeah. But I had all the CDs when I was a kid. I yeah. fucking loved Incubus. Oh, yeah. Um, touching on two things that we were just talking mm-hmm. about. Um, the first would be Incubus. Yes. Where I saw them right when Make Yourself came out. Oh and God, if you look at that them. album, there's no real pictures of the band in the album. There's like some like obscured face type things, yeah. but no like full body shots. Right. So I was still used to Brandon Boyd with dreads. I know. And when we when they came on stage, it was clean cut Brandon Boyd. Oh. And it took me like three songs to believe that it was the same person because yeah. I just it was completely oh. different. So jealous you and got to see them. I was young. I was in like eighth yeah. or ninth grade, maybe not even that old. Yeah. And uh, they had a thing where if you bought a CD, you can meet them after. Oh. So like I bought a CD that I already had to meet them. And I mean, like I was little to begin with, but Brandon Boyd was like the tallest person I'd ever met in my life. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> At least it seemed like it when I was a kid. Yeah, I, he, he looks pretty tall. And I had like, you know, that, that face that's on the science cover. Mm-hmm. And, um, Chuck. Yeah, is that his name? Yeah. Chuck. That's I, what they call him. I Chuck. never knew that. Oh my God. Or maybe yeah. I did when I was a kid. But they had little cutout masks of that that they were giving away yes. at the show. And I had one that was autographed by the whole band. Uh-huh. And talking about being young, there's kind of like, you know, that 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 phase where you come around and you find yourself again yeah. later in life. Right. But there's also that phase where, like, you're denying who you are. And you mm-hmm. might, like, throw away things and Absolutely. get away with things that you don't think are cool anymore. Right. And that was one of the fucking things that I got rid of. The mask? Yeah, I don't fucking no, have it anymore. So Who knows where it's at? I wish I still had it. Yeah, no, but... I mean, I did that too. I was kind of like, oh, I'm going to like put away my Incubus CDs and stuff. And like, but now it's like, fuck that. Like, I love every every aspect of like everything that yeah. I listen to because it served a purpose in my life. And, and you know, it, it's still it's still precious to me. Definitely. Like, I, my dad was a huge metalhead. Yeah. Um, like anthrax metallica exodus all that shit like those are like the cassette tapes that i had oh nice like well my dad had but Mm. i would like look through them he had a butchered at birth cassette tape oh nice and like i was like what is this like just like looking at it and that stuff always freaked me out i think i tried to like listen to it once and it scared me as a kid because it was just like yeah you know like butchered at birth you have like these (laughs) fucking mutilated fetuses uh, everywhere yeah (laughs) um but i the band that i liked the most when i was a kid was iron maiden Mm -hmm. and then all my friends were listening to like green day and blink 182 Uh and i kind of like peer pressured out of in a way Slash one to be the cool kid, right, and like yeah. started listening to like all of that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and didn't listen to metal again until I was like thirteen or fourteen, and right. I happened to put on an Iron Maiden CD or something that mm-hmm. I had laying around. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, I mean, metal. Like even when I was like heavily obsessed with Incubus, <laughs> I metal never went away. I got into Arch Enemy at that age too when I was thirteen, and let me tell you something. Like, uh, so. Let me tell you something. Okay. I, was, I feel like I know what you're going to say. No, well, <laughs> like, I'm still a little bitter and hurt, like, from Angela departing from our Enemy recently. I'm still, feels like my woman left me, you okay. know, that yeah. sucks. I'm sorry, guys. And now I know how you feel that fucking, you know, <laughs> like, that shit sucks. But when I was 13, Angela, and like, for a while, like, for a majority of, like, my teenage years, Angela 
was like my biggest inspiration, biggest female inspiration and who I wanted to be and like who I saw myself, like, like everything that she was, I just like saw so much of me, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I could see it a hundred percent. You know, like she's such a strong, raw, beautiful, strong, aggressive female, just like everything that like I identify with she was and like having that as like a what do Buddhists and Hindus use like a yantra I wouldn't know the symbol like, okay yeah like sure this like image that you like meditate on basically just like having that manifested in a human like just growing up and you know it was I'm so happy that I had a person like that and I've actually like contacted her, f- few like through uh, MySpace, and like had a heart to heart with her, and she gave me like some incredible advice that really like saved me and changed my life. And you know, I just respect that woman so much and love her so fucking much. And you know, I'm 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 forgiving her for her <laughs> decision to leave, but you know, I'm she was like my everything and i got into arch enemy at 13 and yeah i i can only imagine like that uh-huh. at that age as you're you know oh. developing as a young woman that's into yeah. extreme music and mm-hmm. like and, total badass right and like and being being a young girl in general at that age it sucks you yeah. know, it's, it sucks. I guess. I, I wouldn't know. I, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, be, being a young dude sucked too, but just oh, being young oh, in no, general I sucks. Bet. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> because but, like you said, you're at this fragile point in your life where you don't know, you're like just discovering like who you are as a person, sure. like as a physical body too. Oh, yeah. oh, I mean, fuck, like I, being a female at that age when everybody around you is maturing at like yeah. some like insanely escalated <laughs> rates and others aren't yeah and it's all like what yeah. the fuck is going on yeah. you're like stuck in the middle yeah i was i was always <laughs> stuck in the middle like i was never like one of my like i've had a few female friends that look like fucking giants and like had huge boobs like at that age and, yeah. then, and then i had other friends that were like incredibly short and tiny and i was i'm i'm still always in the middle with everything every aspect of life i'm always the gray area person but you know what i'm completely fine with that you know but yeah it was it was really cool to have like this female figure and because i've always had male figures like brandon boyd and stuff like that and it was cool to have this female that was like that's what i want to be like and you know that's who i identify like as this loose want of like i want to be a singer Uh uh-huh combined with like seeing that Mm. is probably a thing that is made like unlocked so many doors oh it was anything's possible i could fucking do this yeah 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 you know what yeah but between like Angela and Corpse Grinder, that is how I like discovered my voice and learned how to do what I do. You know, because a lot of people, oh, how do you do that with your like? Whenever you perform in front of like older people, they're just like, 
so blown away. Older people that aren't into metal and older people in general that see like a person like me just go up on stage. I didn't know that noise could come out of you. And it's like, how do you do it? And like whenever people ask, how do you do it? That's such a weird answer. Yeah. Or weird answer weird question you know it's like i don't know i just do it and i practiced and Uh, now i can do it (laughs) somebody asks me how i do something Uh my answer is i give a shit yeah that's how you do something you just give a shit about it and then you can do it that's actually a very good answer (laughs) yeah yeah but hey (laughs) with anything yeah if you want to do something you can do it just do it you just yeah Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, now 13, when did you first get into a band or doing music? Was that like much later down the road? Oh, yeah. That, yeah. I mean, well, the, the one desire to be in a band and the trial and error was like constant whenever I was younger. Like whenever I was 13, 14, I tried putting a band together with like a couple of my friends and... I've tried it like multiple times with people just like in high school and stuff, but it never worked out. Uh, Mainly because like some people like didn't play a lot of instruments that they bragged that they played and, you know, you go to practice with them and they're like, yeah, I don't really want it. It's like, it just never worked out. And then like, you know, whenever I started getting involved with the metal scene and, all the people like going to local shows yeah, and stuff. Okay. Yeah, and all the people involved in the metal scene. I just like it, it was very natural and I got with people that were my friends and it was just a very natural process. So it it, it was better to do it that way and I wouldn't change it. Like I wouldn't wanna go back and have a shitty garage band that you know, like, what would be the I mean, point? That's what happens to pretty sure to anyone yeah, that's yeah. ever in a band has tried to put multiple bands together that haven't worked. And yeah, then yeah. It so all, I'm it's like, <laughs> I mean, I've been in bands that haven't worked in, in the past couple of years. Yeah, it yeah. It still fucking happens. Oh, it happens but, all the time. But like, it, it, whenever I was younger, it was like very, very like. <laughs> very failed <laughs> if that, if that makes sense it was very failed no like it was just like an epic failure but like like i said once you get involved with the right people it's just like so effortless mm-hmm. and once everybody is on the same page it's just like shit just happens yeah you, you think it's really important to go out and meet people as many new people as possible and just put yourself out there like hey right i'm trying to do this thing hey you're doing this thing i do this thing what's up yeah and that's what you gotta do you know and you know i'm a very extroverted person and it was very easy for me to do a lot i like a lot of people aren't they're very introverted and they don't like they can't communicate, but it's okay because, you know, they'll post ads on Craigslist and stuff or they'll post Facebook statuses and you can still get in touch with those people. So it works. Like, you know, no matter what kind of person you are, as long as you have the strong desire to want to play in a band, you can fucking do it. Yeah. You know? Now, the curious thing mm-hmm. is that there's a bit of a uh, 
a contrast mm-hmm. that just came up with like being the young kid that is uh listening to like extreme music maybe worried about being like a little weird and things like that mm-hmm. combined with being an extroverted person yeah because those people tend to be introverted people oh yeah now were you always extroverted yeah or okay yeah that's just my no. personality yeah, so. like when i was a kid oh my god like I, I i have this memory in my head like every time i talk about in, being extroverted i was like a child at my great-grandmother's house and like somebody i don't know one of my cousins or something's wife was sitting down and i just remember like talking and talking and not shutting the fuck up and like just like asking (laughs) questions and questions and my parents literally had to like pull me away from this woman i just like always been like that so um yeah i mean like certain situations and growing up and being like what's the word insecure whether you are Mm -hmm. that's that's different you know but I've always been able to make friends with people no matter what they like, no matter what clique they belong to. I was always friends with, like, everybody because I'm a very open-minded person and I don't – like, I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) I don't care. I don't give a fuck what you like. Like, if you respect me, I respect you. That's how it works, you know? So. Were you into anything else uh, throughout high school besides heavy metal? (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, do you have Uh, any, like, academic passions? uh, (laughs) I don't know why it's funny. If, if, like, doing drugs are considered academic passions, I guess, no. Yeah, in high school, I was, like, not, like, involved in, like, schoolwork. I was always about hanging out and just, like, getting fucked up. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for a while. But then, like, once, once I reached a certain level of maturity I started slowing down but um other than that other than like hanging with my friends and doing crazy shit which I still do just legally yeah (laughs) you don't strike me as like the the crazy like experimental drug type of person but I guess we all were in high school once yeah yeah but I I didn't do not know like hallucinogenics or anything Nothing too crazy, but yeah, I mean, it was very, like, (laughs) it was extremely present in the high school I went to, so it was, like, all around. Okay, you said, what, McKee's Rocks? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean. Not to stereotype McKee's Rocks. I mean, well, I I was living in Kennedy at this point, but I went to Montour. I didn't go to Starox, but, like, everybody knows that Montour, like, they call I think like one of the nicknames was like heroin high or something. Jesus like that. Christ! And yeah, and but I've never gone that far. I've never and I never will. What? Like I know yeah. how bad that shit is. But um, I mean, other than doing that, <laughs> I I like playing softball, and that was um, I didn't play. I played for the township, not for like the high school. Okay. But that was like the closest thing. I could get to um, involving, like, an ag- aggressive, like, any aggressive sport, you know, because my parents and my mom, like, didn't, when I was younger, I always wanted to do karate or some form of martial arts, and my parents, like, never put me in an, any martial arts program, and my ah. mom never wanted to put me in, and that 
pissed me off. You know, they started saying it was too exp- expensive and couldn't afford it, which, which was true and which was the case. But, um, you know, I've always been into like martial arts and stuff and I still am. Like I love like MMA and stuff. And Did I, you ever get into taking any classes now that you are older and can do whatever the hell you want it's still the money problem and still it's so expensive and it fucking sucks but uh you know once i start feeling a little better um i'm going to i I really want to pursue pursue like judo or boxing boxing was always like present in my life growing up because my uncle the same uncle that loved music he was very involved with music and like rap okay um and the one that got to meet the dreaded bongo playing brandon boyd (laughs) (laughs) uh he was really good friends with paul spatafora the pittsburgh kid i don't know if you're like familiar Mm -hmm. with boxing or anything but he was like i think one of the best boxers if not the only boxer in pittsburgh but Uh, so all of his shit was always, like, lying around, like, my uncle's house or whatever, and I would always just, like, go at it, just, like, have a field day with, like, these boxing dummies and, like, these punching bags and just, like, attack these fucking I'm, like, imagining you putting on a glove that's, like, five times too big for your hand. Yeah, they were huge on me, (laughs) and, like, but they still would, like, sit there and, like, would teach me how to, like, throw punches and stuff, and, like, when I was really, really little, and... I've just, like, always loved that shit, and, you know, now I really, like, I would love to, like, pursue either uh, jujitsu, judo, or kickboxing, something, like, anything like that, anything like that, it's, it's so cool to me, you know, and it's so awesome, and, like I said, I'm naturally aggressive, so it's just, like, it, it, it's just such an awesome release, you know. Are you into, like, any, like, kung fu movies? shit like Um, that i love action movies i do uh bruce lee movies are pretty cool you ever seen any of the tony jaw stuff no i haven't uh he's a. it's more recent he's like a muay thai guy oh cool and the the choreography and the fight scenes in his movies are it's like unreal yeah it's so intense and fun and just yeah over the top (laughs) so yeah i i recommend Tony Jaw movies. Yeah. If you want to watch just like mindless fighting action, blowing stuff up, yeah. people getting kicked, people getting kicked, <laughs> type of stuff. Fuck yeah, I like watch. I was uh, watching like today and yesterday all the highlights of um, Holly Holm. She's actually going to be fighting Ronda Rousey in November. Okay. And they're both incredible fighters. Holly Holm is like insane. She. <laughs> She submitted a girl by knockout with a kick to the fucking face. Yeah, like, just a high kick and just hear the smack and the girl was on the fucking ground. Very fucking powerful. She was, like, a a, a ridiculous amount of times world champion in boxing. Okay. Boxing's her thing. And it's just so cool. Again, seeing, like, really strong women is just, like, always inspiring, you know, to me. And I'm sure to any girl any female so it's it's always awesome watching that stuff always inspiring yeah i don't watch much of any of that kind of stuff but i have read a few interviews with ronda rousey Mm -hmm. and she's just like an inspiring person i love her to begin with so i'm sure for somebody that is a woman yeah it's like 
even more inspiring, but just like, oh, and it's so cool. And it's so cool that she's like really getting a lot of, uh, exposure in the media because like I said, I was fortunate enough to have a strong female from like my little small metal world. <laughs> yeah. My me- little small metal universe. I had a strong female to look up to, but you know, in this like, uh, mainstream media world, it's cool that she's there and she, she's being put out there yeah, it, for all these younger women to see. Yeah. And, it's definitely cool that her stuff is actually, it's pretty accessible. Like it's yeah always being like shared and yes. published. Yes. Which I mean, again, I've never been a young woman, <laughs> but when I was younger or even now, it's just like the, women that you would hear talk like the the strongest women you would hear talk about mm-hmm. talked about or like maybe like politicians or like yeah news like anchors basic or, ass yeah. bitches yeah like no nothing like <laughs> nothing and, like that yeah you know? nothing you don't have these like women that can just submit their opponents in like under a minute you know it, it's just so crazy and yeah, like I said, it, it just makes me really happy that, like, I know that younger girls are seeing her and, like, me myself, you know, she's inspiring to me as, like, an adult woman. And it, it's just really, really cool. And I'm really happy that there's still people like that and there are people like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the flip of that, mm-hmm. how do you feel about, like, fuck, just throw, like, like Miley Cyrus? Miley Cyrus. How does Miley Cyrus make you feel? Uh, I'm like, I don't Because, really... like, I don't mean to, I don't want to cut you off. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, she's somebody who is strong in the sense of, like, just doing whatever she wants, all about, like, individuality right. and character. Right. But at the same time, there's, like, this underlying, yeah, like, pile of stuff that, like, shouldn't be encouraged. Right. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, it's I, it's really weird. Yeah, I mean, like, as an adult, when you see that stuff, whenever you see a girl acting like that, you know, see a female acting like that, it's like, okay, cool. I mean, and me, my whole thing is like, you know, do whatever you want, man. Like, go with what you feel. But um, it is a little worrisome whenever you have like younger females looking at that and they don't, they can't have that perspective. Of, yeah. Like, oh, you know, she's just doing this to get attention or, and fame or she's just doing this because she's a free spirit. Or, they will perceive it wrong. And, you know, being that they don't like when you're that age and you're very vulnerable and don't know who you are, you, yeah, it, it could be dangerous. Not, not, it could be bad. I was, I'm pretty sure that maybe a year or two, it might have been a couple, I don't remember when it happened, but I'm pretty sure Nicki Minaj uh-huh. hosted like the Nickelodeon Teen Choice Awards. <laughs> yeah. And that really fucked me up in a way mm-hmm. because I don't think that like 12 year old girls or 12 year old anything yeah. should be familiar with Nicki Minaj's uh-huh. body of work. It's like she has a couple of, like, cute singles, maybe. But I have heard some stuff that has come out of that woman's mouth. Yeah. And it is not... I mean, 
granted, it's, you know, it's I mean, not like for kids, kids are doing things that they shouldn't. But mm-hmm. who's to not say that a big part of it is because of shit that they're hearing? Right. You know, they're talking about right. hearing about like deep throating and yeah. oh, all kinds of stuff. And it's <laughs> titty like, fucking. Yeah, it's like, well, what's this? <laughs> right. I mean, when I was that age, I knew about that stuff. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure a lot, like everybody does. All right. But it's just for it to be like. It was never pumped through a vessel that was hosting shows on Nickelodeon. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. And I guess I grew up in The Rock, so I know all about young kids doing <laughs> <laughs> doing all kinds of shit, you know. But, um, yeah, it, it, that's false. That is, that is not healthy to you know look expect women to be like that and and for males to get this idea of women are supposed to be like that you know um at least that's how i feel in my own opinion in my own opinion those people are are trash they fucking suck they're they have nothing no worth and they have nothing to offer anybody like their music's like their music sucks. I mean, Nicki Minaj, uh, Little Kim was way better. Okay, um, <laughs> Little Kim can shut her ass down still, but I'm just saying that because I grew up on Little Kim. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, it's yeah. People like Ronda Rousey. People like Angela Gossel. People like Sabina Clausen. People like. Joanna Jerzyszek, you know, these fighters, these aggressive metal sing- singers, just like strong, powerful, dominant women. That's what I think a lot of young females need. I know that's what I need. That's what I need to stay inspired. I love that because that's who, that's how I identify myself. You know, that's my personality. So, yeah. Um, Back to band talk, okay. being in a band, playing in an independent band, not as mm-hmm. a woman, but just as a person. As a person, right? In, uh, it's like playing in an independent band, the, the, the odds are against you to begin with. Yeah. But then you put yourself into a situation where it's like, I'm in a independent death metal band Mm -hmm. and it's like you know now you're even more like kind of put yourself in a box yeah in a way but there's like always like those communities are like very very strong and thriving i guess basically what i'm getting at is uh you've been playing in bands for a couple years few years i don't know Mm -hmm. how long you've been doing it yeah yeah but um do you still have like a a passion for i mean i'm sure you have a passion for it but has like the bullshit started to sink in at all (laughs) you know like the like you gotta sell these tickets for a show or like why does it cost so much money to record an album or like like, all that kind of stuff like the business and politics of music oh yeah that's definitely like been that definitely like hit me in the face a lot like being a tartarus because we are very like diy all the way and we pride ourselves in doing that and we pride ourselves in we do what the fuck we want and that being said, you know, 
you do have a lot of struggles whenever you're not on a label. You do have a lot of struggles when you're just a small local band and your only support are like your five friends that go to every fucking one of your shows and like you'll play shows that those are the only people there <laughs> yeah. besides the touring band, you know, but you still do it because you, you love it. And like I said, it's, it's worth doing and it's worth the, you know, struggle and it's worth all the sacrifice in the end to me it is. And to everybody that is so passionate about it and so passionate about doing this, you know, some people it's not cut out for them. Some people they're like, Oh yeah, I expect to get paid for this and then I expect to get publicity and blah 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 and and some people think that yeah, the fucking like world owes them one and they think they're like the greatest fucking thing ever and have this big ego complex and it's just you know, fuck that shit. Like stay humble. Just do what the fuck you do and but but yeah, there is a lot of there's a lot of bullshit involved, but you just you just gotta like take a few shots and <laughs> shots of whiskey <laughs> shots of whiskey i mean and then you just gotta block that shit out and just do your thing again i, I think that goes back to the how do you do this because i give a shit yeah absolutely you know if you stop caring then you stop caring there's nothing you could do about that right just if you're in a position that mm-hmm. you're in a band and you don't give a shit. Yeah. Tell tell your bandmates that you don't give a shit. You can save them a lot of grief down the road. Uh, yeah. I've been exactly. in that situation more than enough times oh, with yeah. that straggler that oh. just does not care. And it's like, you don't want to kick them out because they're your friend and no, they're not going to yeah. leave, but they'll still show up. That shit sucks. For- fortunately, though, like with Tartarus, every, every one of us has like a really strong passion for this and we just like every time we get together and talk about all of our aspirations with this band and like all of our goals it's just it's really it's really cool that we're all on the same page and we're all extremely passionate and willing to drive this thing as far as it can go and yeah our work ethic is just like really great nobody's a straggler and we're all very determined and i i'm really happy about that yeah you're recording an, an album or a, a ep full length full length oh yeah whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. For, first full length huh oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> how's that go <laughs> oh yes oh, oh, yeah. In, indubitably uh, yeah <laughs> indubitably um you're yeah. in the middle of recording now yeah. right okay yeah it's it's really crazy because I've never recorded a full length. I recorded EPs, yeah, sure, but recording a full length, it's like <laughs> you get done recording the song, you're like, yeah, like halfway done. Oh wait, no, I got like eight more songs to go. <laughs> and like I said recently, well, that last night was like the only second time I've gone in for vocals, but uh. Just my health issues have been, like, interfering, but, like, hopefully, like, by next week, it'll get resolved, and I'm gonna, like, pop more pain pills and go in there and, like, hit it with full force. Yeah, that's kind of what I had to do last night, and it was funny, because I was talking to Ben and Brian uh, about, 
like popping pills and just getting shit done. I was reading Behemoth's like uh, band biography that they released, and <laughs> I it just makes me love them even more. I don't even know. I, I didn't even know it could be possible. Like. <laughs> You know, there's their determination and their passion is just like insane, and it's just so inspiring. And that is why they're my favorite band. You know, there have been so many instances instances where they're just like barely functioning physically, and you know, they just pop pain pills and they get their ass right back on stage and they finish the fucking set, <laughs> like. Uh, one time Orion, I guess, like fucked up his back really bad and he was in like so much pain and like, you know, he, he barely fucking functioning, but pop some fucking pop some pills and he just like, you know, stuck it out and like went, th- did the set and went to the hospital right ap- after and yeah. Nurgle has done it and like Inferno, like all of them have like been in that situation. They fucking play. They, they do it and they just get the fucking job done. It's cause they give a shit. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that is, that is the moral of the story. <laughs> Definitely. Um, do you have a, an expected, release date or time frame for this i mean you're still in the middle of it yeah like are you on like a i don't know who's recording your album but is it sort of like a we'll work on it when we can or is it like a very like you gotta do this now or get the fuck out type of situation (laughs) initially we intended to get it done and we planned to get it done with like in a month and then i remembered uh something that one of my friends once said to me (laughs) <laughs> he was like, nah, nah. See, you, you like, every time you give yourself, like, an expected date or a date to release that release your album and shit, nah, that shit never works out. It never fucking works. And he's right. Like, it oh, never does. It's very true. So, you know, initially we had this plan to release it within a month. And then we, we decided it was a unanimous decision that we just like take our fucking time we're not on a label we're not in any rush you know take our fucking time make sure we are completely satisfied with it and and then yeah we just see when it gets done that's that's basically it you know yeah and I'm 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 happy with doing that there's no pressure why put unnecessary pressure it's, on ourselves yeah there's you need to do that, especially if you are an independent band with members that are like older and have mm-hmm. jobs. Yeah. And you know, you're like juggling <laughs> like like fuck, like my band, we have you know, we're all working full time. Some of us wow. have children. Yeah, and that's then, crazy. And it's some of us are more than one band. Yeah. And it's like it's like okay, like realistically, let's just yeah. structure this all out. Like for the Grey Walker album, our drummer's wife was having a child oh my God. in a few months. But it was like, okay, we're going to record his drums now. And then, so, like, by the, when he's done, it'll be right when Jen's getting ready to have the baby. And then when she's, when Joey's, like, taking care of the baby and his wife, we can finish tracking everything else. Like, yeah. and that, like, planned, like, our album mm-hmm. recording and release 
around uh, his uh, wife's pregnancy. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> because we are organized adults. Organized adults. I guess. You gotta get your shit together. And it together. worked out, you know? It was like the, awesome. The, the, I'm pretty sure the first show that we played back as a band was our album release, and it was like right after, Yeah. Uh, you know, Joey was able to uh, take the time and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, play drums again. Right, right. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it, it's just, uh, it's a weird thing you gotta balance, you know? Like being having jobs, we all work, and I go to school also, which feels like a yeah. fucking full time job in itself. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's really weird, but uh, trying to balance it is like always key. And sometimes <laughs> it's really rough, but you know, it's totally worth it. And, you know, I like will sacrifice a lot of stuff for music and for my passion, which is music. And that's just how it goes. It, it kills me. Cause I know people that I'm sure you do too, mm-hmm. who say they want to do something like, Hey, I, I want to get a band started uh-huh. or I want to do watercolors. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well do it. Yeah. Well, I can't like, I just have so much going on. It's like, what? Yeah, they just, and there are people that don't have anything going on. Mm-hmm. There's some people that just like create excuses, and there's some people that are just like plain, just not motivated at all, and they just have this very huge lack of drive and passion and. You do you know. ever find yourself struggling with that? Do you ever get in any weird little funks where you're like, I feel unmotivated and I hate everything? Or uh, are you like generally pretty positive when it comes to your creative output? When it, Okay. Well, see, when it comes to that, you know, I'm, I'm any creative art, whatever. The only time I, I face kind of like, laziness is whenever it comes to like painting or drawing and not because I don't want to do it it's because I'm just like so physically tired after working after going to school um I think it's like more of like being mentally tired honestly yeah sometimes when it comes to that kind of stuff absolutely you know I will work all day and I'm fine like Mm -hmm. I'm awake I just don't want to use my brain anymore Right. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, that's the only instance where, like, I experienced that. Totally forgot that you did drawing and painting. We didn't talk about that at yeah. all. We yeah. We fucked up. We fucked up. Yeah. I, I mean, I dabble in, like, any type of artistic shit because, you know, it's just, like, how I am. Yeah. <laughs> that's who I am. You I love drew- art. You drew, like, your band shirt, right? Am I crazy? The logo. Yeah, the skull logo yeah. thingy. Yeah. Sick. Yeah, yeah. So that's... But I'm very passionate about art and stuff. What about when it comes to, like, lyrics and songwriting? Mm-hmm. Is that... Are you in charge of that as well? Yeah. So um, where does a lot of that come from as well, far as themes and whatnot? Okay. Uh, well, me and Ben kind of will share share the load (laughs) share the load load. but uh what movie is that from 
oh, Lord of the Rings. He's okay. like, share the load. And he says in like slow motion. And whatever. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, so basically like whoever is just like, yeah, I, I kind of like had an idea for this. Okay, cool. Yeah, I kind of had an idea. Okay, cool. So like, we'll just like take whatever we want. And uh, a lot of our music is inspired by Hellenistic era type shit. Um, a lot of occult themes going on, a lot of uh, psychology type stuff going on. Um, ben is very, uh, what's the word? His thing is like ancient Rome and all that stuff, ancient Roman mythology. Um, whereas I am very into ancient Egypt. Okay. And we both like, you know, Greece. Ancient shit. Yeah. We both love ancient <laughs> shit. You know, I, I mean, we, we both and all, everybody in the band are into that stuff. You know, like we're all, we're all into that. Um, but like initially, like whenever it was just me and Ben, that was like, how like the whole thing came to be we both are extremely extremely passionate and in love with the ancient world and uh yeah that like like i said my specialty is like ancient egypt and his is ancient rome so the best thing that we decided to do is kind of do like a hellenistic type themed band but not limiting ourselves to that. Like, so there are a lot, a lot of Hellenistic themes going on and like the Hellenistic era. So it's, uh, ancient Egypt all the way up to Rome and, you know, but, uh, not all the way up to Rome, just like all encompassing, but yeah, so there's that, but we, like I said, we don't limit ourselves to that. There's a lot of like occult stuff because like I'm really into the occult and uh, a lot of psychology uh type themes too because I'm really into that as well whenever you're writing do you like research different stuff and maybe it gives you an excuse to like dive in and maybe learn some things that you didn't know before and it, it happens dig. Yeah. yeah yeah that happens digging is something that I constantly do because I'm a very like seeking person curious like, yeah i'm a seeker for sure you know like <laughs> so that yeah that's something that like will happen if if a theme is not in mind if like i'm listening to a song and i'm like oh that kind of like yeah i think i'm gonna write a song about like the opening of the mouth ceremony or something crazy mm -hmm. like that or sometimes i do automatic writing yeah, where i just write and whatever comes out comes out you know, do you ever just uh, write things without any sort of music or sounds in mind? And then maybe later down the road, like, hey, I have this thing that might fit with this thing that you did. And then it's that's, like, this is so sick. It yeah, worked. that's all of our songs. <laughs> that's all of our songs. There's never like and, and because like Ben will come up with riffs at like such a rapid pace that like I, I there's no way for me to like keep up like oh i listened to that riff all last night like or i listened to that song 
all last night and your guitar tracks. I I have a, lyrics for that now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I can't. It do doesn't that. work like that. I, I I just write and like whatever happens, like whatever whatever it fits to, it fits to. I can never write to a song until it's completely structured. Because I'm mm-hmm. such a sucker for uh, timing and pacing yeah. of like as far as just like the way everything is spaced out rhythmically. Yeah. And it's like, are you sure? Is that going to be the drum fill that you're going to be doing all the time? Right. Because if you change it, it's not going to mix my thing. And that happened a couple mm-hmm. times when we were recording the album because I wasn't there when Joey recorded the drums. And then mm-hmm. we were tracking and i was going to do stuff and i was like damn it he changed it now my thing doesn't fit with his thing and i gotta change my thing (coughs) sorry i'm choking on my water (laughs) but yeah no totally i do that i'm I'm like that too i'm very like weird with vocal patterning and i think uh everybody in the band like we all want that we all want actual vocal patterning we actually want the vocals to actually like do its own thing opposed to some bands that the vocals are just like oh my oh, yeah. god it's, it's really excruciating imp- how boring some yeah. people it's really important for metal because you don't have a melody Right. Going on. Exactly. You have a rhythm. Yeah. That's what you're working with. And if you want it to be interesting, it's like, you know, you, it's like how your pl- how the rhythm of your vocal pattern is dancing with all the other parts. Exactly. And then like your dynamics and your inflection. That's uh-huh. all you fucking have to work with. Right. And it's so important. And a lot yeah. of people. Just don't give a fuck about any of that. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that some people just don't. They just don't know. Right. You know, they're just. Yeah. You know, they're just. They don't think about it like that. Not exactly. to say that like they're not true musicians, but yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah. I think like if you understand how mm-hmm. music works and if you listen to a lot of metal, yeah, you're gonna find that like the good bands are the ones that have some sort of a pattern, <laughs> right? Going do on, do patterning and do something interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of bands where I just listen to them like shit, man. Like it's just so boring and like we, you know. We talk about that all the time. We're just like, damn, like, fucking lyrical patterning is there for a reason. And, you know, vocal patterning is a thing. Another thing that really bothers me with metal, um, especially, I don't want to use the word amateur metal bands, but we'll just say, like, younger metal bands or bands made up of members who proficiently aren't as, like, up to par with you know a professional level band yeah, yeah that try to write music that they can't play mm-hmm. and still play it like right uh yeah. like the band that with the guitar player that will try to play some technical guitar thing that he just <laughs> can't play yeah like he's like playing he's writing above his playing ability yeah and it makes the song sound like shit right whereas you could scale it back and put together a really good song, just stay in your comfort zone. Right. And I see that more people try to go outside of their comfort zone and metal more than any other genre of music, mm-hmm. period. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because like everybody always wants to be the most extreme, the yeah. next fastest thing, That's the it. next riffiest thing. That's it. It's like this ego complex. But like... it's funny because then you get a band like, like 
there's always these reset buttons in genres Mm -hmm. and we'll say with like metal it's like oh we gotta get we gotta get faster we gotta get heavier (laughs) and then ghost comes and then it's like actually yeah you could just write a tasteful good old rock metal song that's it and then people are like fuck this is so good this sounds so different and i'm hearing it like this doesn't sound different at all it just sounds like they're just chilling the fuck out right and a lot of people and a lot of metal people that I know, like metal people, metal <laughs> those listeners, metal people, <laughs> metal metal listeners, <laughs> they're just like <laughs> people like walking around made of metal. <laughs> no, um, like a lot of metal listeners, they give ghosts a lot of shit actually, and say they're too gimmicky and this and that and I was like, what's wrong with that you know like what's wrong with a catchy entertainment catchy, yeah what's wrong with and it the music's good it's great i really like the new album and you know i, re- I really like the first album the second album is like okay but uh yeah i i'm i'm a ghost fan for sure and they're all really cool guys they're all really really nice guys and um I'm very happy with the new album and the whole theme of it. Like, it's a very Metropolis-inspired yeah. theme, which is really fucking cool. Very, like, 1920s era type shit. So, I I dig it for sure. I just, you know, the thing that I love about them is just that they're writing songs. Yeah. And even bands that are more extreme can still write songs. That's the one thing that I, really turns me off to mm-hmm. some metal bands. Like... I get a lot of shit for not liking Between the Bear to me. Uh-huh. I don't feel like Between the Bear to me writes songs. Yeah. They used to. Yeah. They don't write songs anymore. Now they just write parts mm. and they shove them all together. And it's like, <laughs> trust me, it's like I've done my fair share of listening to progressive music. Yeah. And, but it's Between the Bear to me, to me, is just too much of like a show off thing. It's like, yeah. this is for musicians. And it's like I want to hear a song. If I'm listening to music, I want to hear. Yeah. I want to hear a song. I want to hear a song. I don't want to like. I don't care if you can like yeah. how technical you can play. That's yeah, and that's the thing with me is that I don't give a fuck about technicality. I don't give a fuck about like who can play the fastest, who can do this, who can do that. It's all about substance, and that's what it comes down to, and that's what it boils down to. And like I said, you know, Behemoth is one of my favorite bands. Uh, you know, solely for that reason, because they are all about uh, honesty and, you know, being true to themselves. And any band that is capable of doing that, I love them solely, you know. Yeah, no, they, they definitely can write. They're very, very tasteful mm-hmm. in, like, the extreme genre. Yeah, and even, and even like, band like The Devil's Blood, for instance, like, they're... They are like a cult rock, but their themes are very extreme, and, and you know the sound has nothing to do with it. It's it's the substance, and you know I I'm very in love with that band, and I I'm a huge occult rock fan too. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's what it boils down to. I, I don't give a fuck. I don't. I never could understand people that just like play really fucking fast and do this and that i i don't get technical music at all technical death metal i don't get it i i like stuff that's like i has soul to it sure and it's like i can get into the technicality if it's done tastefully right and it's like you ever listen to wormed 
No, I haven't. Fucking wormed is so sweet. Worm. They're from Spain. Uh-huh. They're just like tech death. Yeah. And I mean, their vocalist, like, he's so gross sounding. Sounds yes. like he's constantly vomiting. Awesome. But he has good patterns. And yeah, that's like, cool. They do like really technical weird shit. Uh huh. But they still have like parts that come back around that yeah. just refrains. Right. And their songs have a beginning, middle, and end. And they're that's like what's four good. minutes long. Yeah. But they're not like these ten minute long. Uh, like just wanking wanking sessions. Or, like, on the opposite end, something that's just like thirty seconds and that's a song. Right. Like, the only it's, Right. Like, I like Pig Destroyer. I know. I like, like napalm death. It is. <laughs> and it's like, for me, it's like, okay, anytime I hear something else like that, it's like, well, I'm just going to fucking listen to Pick Destroyer. Yeah. And I'm sure it's just like, it's fine. Like, you know, yeah. napalm death did this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but it's, it's already like, there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care anymore. Right. Right. But, um, that's funny. Yeah. Like bands like Meshuggah and stuff I like, but like, yeah, like you said, whenever it's just like this fucking wank fest, it's like, I don't care man i don't care sugar is like a i will love hate yeah not even i wouldn't even say love hate i would say love me relationship with my sugar love me <laughs> like, i don't hate anything that they do but, but they, sometimes they could get extremely like met trick pony yeah yeah you know, i know what you mean they but like, like they always like just as the song's the rhythm's starting to get a little boring. Yeah. The guitar, the one guitar starts doing like that, just like that weird dissonant shit in the background every song. Yeah. And you know how often Mashuga fades out a song? Often. Often. It tells me <laughs> I hate songs that fade out. Just I fucking know. end it. I know. That's what actually, like, with Tartarus, like, we <laughs> will do that too. We'll be like, we have too many songs that fade out. We need to stop this. We need to do more abrupt songs, you know? So we. We are very, like, uh, aware that, you know, in conscience that we need to not have too many fade-out songs. It's just, it's not hard. Just, just end it. Uh Uh-huh. Get a little fill. Just something. It's, it's, I was, had that issue. Not a lot when we were doing the Grey Walker songs. But there was a couple things where it's like, you know, we could just fade it out. And I was like, no! <laughs> we want We're going to fucking just end the song. And <laughs> we're just going to stop it. Just, and that's going to be that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's pull the plug. Speaking of pulling the plug, I think we could probably wrap up yeah, this totally. conversation. <laughs> um, anything that you want to plug or talk about? I mean, I'm going to have like your band's links and stuff like that. But is there. Um, uh, I don't know. No? I don't really think so. Any shows coming up in the next like month or so? Or are you just focusing on recording? Um, we are focusing on recording, but we're going. We, I think we want to start looking for shows, but um, we'll just see what happens. That's kind of like our attitude right now. We're just going with the flow. So, yeah. All right. Yay. Very cool. All right. Well, hey, thanks for coming over. Oh, yeah. This is the part of the conversation where I say bye to you. Okay. And then you know, you'll say bye. Bye. But then, like, we're still hanging out in the same room. Right. And it's weird. So it's just for the people listening. <laughs> yeah. Well, but if anybody's still listening, hey, uh, thanks hey. for listening, right? Yeah, right, right. Oh. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Clarissa is the fucking homie. 
I really like talking to her. I enjoy hanging out. I enjoy doing karaoke, seeing her at shows, just around really fucking cool person. So, again, if you can, this Friday, be sure to check out her band Tartarus. They're playing at Cativo with Bethlehem and Victims of Contagion. It's a Friday the 13th show. It's going to be fucking awesome. I'll be there. And, yeah, fuck. In regards to the podcast, I'll be back again next week with another new episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. I am Sykes. Start the beat. 2015. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening.